You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to New York. This is, is the Devil's Devil State, State of Mind podcast, podcast, brought to you brought by to you the Hockey, Hockey Podcast, podcast Network. Network. Now here's now your here's host, host, Neil Villapiano! Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone, yes, Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly even if your team loses. So, for an example, if the Giants, for some reason, I don't even know how, are up by 10 points and then get demolished 50-10, to 10, you still end up getting paid instantly if you bet money on the Giants to lead by 10 at any point during the game. That's a win-win situation, unless you're the Giants. But anyway, <laughs> um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your boy, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devils State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. Really do hope that you're having a fantastic day wherever you are listening to this podcast episode. 
this podcast episode, I feel like I'm saying it several times in a row, uh, and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored by our friends at both DraftKings Sportsbook as well as Raycon. When you sign up for DraftKings, make sure to use our promo code THPN. And when you check out with Raycon, when you're ready to check out your uh, your awesome your awesome earbuds, make sure to use our promo code as well, THPN, to get 15% off your purchase. And as always, for both of them, tell them that Neil DeLapiano sent you. Folks, we have some really, really awesome news to share with you here on this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. The big thing coming out of this week so far is that the NHL released its national television schedule with both ESPN and Turner or TNT to be exact. And the Devils are actually on national TV a pretty good amount, certainly more than they were last year. And that is obviously an exciting thing. And we'll kind of go into detail and give you specifically what games the Devils will be on national TV and what channel you or channels uh, you can watch those games on. And we're also going to be giving my forward lineup projections. Uh, again, as if you don't know, I write articles for Inside the Puck. I write one article per week. And this past week, and I'll leave a link to the article when I promote this episode, um, I decided to do my projections for what I think the Devils forward group and you know their lineup would be for their forwards for the upcoming 2022-2023 season. So I'll, I'll kind of read it to you guys. And again, like I said, I will leave um, the link to the article that you can check out. And if you do like it, make sure to go when you get down to the end of the article to please give me a like. It goes a long way. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. So as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So as I just mentioned moments ago, we're going to kick things off with talking about the games that the Devils will be featured on both of the national television networks of ESPN slash Hulu and Turner Sports. So on Wednesday, the NHL announced its national television schedule for both ESPN and TNT. The Devils will be featured nine times between the two networks. On the ESPN networks, they will be featured seven times, and the NHL on TNT, that it will be two times. So that's a pretty good amount and more than what the Devils got last year, and it's actually more than a handful of teams behind them. So you're starting to see the, the networks starting to take notice of the Devils more and things like that. The one thing that you should know is this. None of the nine games the Devils will be playing on either one of these networks will be at home. So all 41 home games will be broadcasted on the Devils regular MSG network uh, channel. So obviously a little bit disappointing that not at least one or maybe two or even three of those games will be at, you know, will be a live broadcast um, on national TV from, from the Prudential Center. but. It is what it is. It's kind of weird that the Devils are playing this amount of games on ESPN Plus and ESPN and TNT and not getting at least one game at home. Um, it's a little bit annoying, but hopefully, you know, with the Devils having success this year and things like that, that they will get more opportunities in the future to be on the national stage even more 
with some of those games being broadcasted from New Jersey. That is the hope moving forward. Uh, let's give you a little bit more detail about these nine games, uh, including a February 16, 2020-2023 game against the St. Louis Blues on the main network and April 1st, 2023 against the Blackhawks on ESPN2. Of the seven broadcasts, the Devils will be on ESPN Plus last Hulu on five occasions, including the season opening game between the Devils and Flyers in Philadelphia on October 13th. The Devils will make their season debut on MSG Networks for their home opener on Saturday, October 15th against the Detroit Red Wings. The broadcast will also mark the first broadcast by new Devils on play MSG uh, Devils on MSG play-by-play voice Bill Spaulding alongside Ken Danico on the broadcast booth. I don't know how many games during the preseason the Devils will broadcast um, on their right on, on MSG. Maybe one, maybe none. You know, who knows? Um, but definitely October 15th will be one of the first times that we really get to hear Bill Spaulding call a game as the new play-by-play voice of the Devils, which obviously, other than it being the home opener, very excited to hear, you know, him and, and what he's able to uh to bring, you know, while representing this team. So now that we've got a little bit more explanation out of the way, let's go through all of the games the Devils will be on one of ESPN, ESPN Plus, or TNT. So, as I just mentioned before, the season opener in Philadelphia against the Flyers will be on ESPN Plus slash Hulu, October 13th. The next broadcast will be October 20th, a week later, in uh, on Long Island against the Islanders. Again, that will also be on ESPN Plus slash Hulu. Next, tele- next nationally televised game for the Devils will be December 21st in Florida, taking on the Florida Panthers. That game will be on TNT. And then after that, on January 4th, 2023, the Devils will be in Detroit taking on the Red Wings. That game will also be on TNT. And that will be both of the games the Devils will be on TNT this upcoming season. Following that, you have January 10th, 2023 at Carolina. That game will be on ESPN Plus slash Hulu. And then just a couple days later, the Devils will be in Anaheim taking on the Ducks. That game, ESPN Plus slash Hulu. Then you move almost a little bit more than a month later. Uh, the Devils will be in Columbus on February 14th. Um against the Blue Jackets, ESPN Plus Plus Hulu. And then the Devils will make their first and only appearance on the main ESPN channel two days later when they're in St. Louis on February 16th, taking on the St. Louis Blues. That game will be on ESPN. And then the final nationally televised New Jersey Devils game will be April Fool's Day, April 1st, in Chicago against the Blackhawks. That game will be on ESPN2. And no, that is not an April Fool's joke. So that is the nationally televised games that the Devils will be a part of this upcoming season. So when you look at it, and I talked about this before when ESPN and TNT first got involved as the new, well, at least more for TNT because ESPN has been um, broadcasting NHL games before, but I think you looked at this and you say, well, the the NHL um, ESPN is going to definitely, you know, abuse uh, the fact that they use streaming and with ESPN Plus and everything. So obviously, if you don't have ESPN Plus, I would recommend that you try to get it. 
unless you have another way, which if I mean, if you have Hulu, then obviously you're going to be able to get it as well. Uh, Disney Plus, especially I think if you have Disney Plus, you should be fine also. But if you find a stream another way, I would, you know, I would say do it. Um, otherwise, you will have in, in those games um, for what? One, two, three, four, five. For five of those seven games that are on the ESPN network, you'll have to find a stream. Uh, the last two, St. Louis and Chicago, will be on ESPN and ESPN2, respectively. So at the end of the day, uh, it is nice that the Devils will be uh, on the um, on the ESPN networks a little bit more than they were the year before. Um, obviously you would like to, you know, cause it, it's a sense of pride when you get the chance to play, you know, on that main network of ESPN. And certainly it'll be interesting to see where the doubles are by the time we get to February 16th and certainly where, you know, where the doubles will be by the time we hit April 1st. Um, and I don't know how much change the networks can make depending on the games and depending on how the season goes, but you know, we shall see. The bottom line is that the Devils are going to be featured on one of ESPN, ESPN Plus, or TNT nine times this season. And once again, none of the games that the Devils will be involved in this are at home. All 41 home games will be broadcasted on MSG Networks. So that is where we are with that. So again, it is what it is, but at the same time, definitely hoping for some good broadcasts. I'm hoping that ESPN learned a little bit about, you know, presentation and amps it up. I'm excited to see TNT continue to do a really good job. TNT also did announce that they will be covering all of the games for the 2023 Stanley Cup Finals. So uh, that's pretty cool because ESPN was doing it last year and now TNT gets their turn. I don't know if that's going to be a flip-flop, that it's just going to be every year like they do in the NFL with the Super Bowl, where every year they just change and just give it to one of the other networks and go from there. But it is uh, it is pretty cool that TNT is getting that opportunity, and uh, we look forward to that. So let me know what you guys think. Of all of these games, uh, do you think that this is fine? Are you excited? You know, give me all of your feelings, as always, on Twitter at Devil State, as well as Instagram at Devil State of Mind. Bottom line, folks, Devils will definitely get some chances to compete on a national stage. Devils fans, I got a story to tell you. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of One Republic and Coldplay, my two favorite bands 100% of my lifetime, and it's been great. And one reason it's been great to listen to them, other than the fact that they are rape bands, is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable, and they will not budge. Trust me, I've tried. They do not budge at all. Raycon's give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder why Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. And they have a bunch of additional features. One example is noise isolation. This is something that we all crave. We want to block out as much of the outside noise as possible, whether we're listening to music, podcasts, audiobooks, whatever. Raycon offers great noise isolation, and also three customizable sound profiles just to give you the right, almost perfect level of noise that you want to have in your earbuds. Honestly, guys, 
Raycon is the best earbud company out there. And you guys got to check out this offer that we have for you. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. An offer you don't want to miss out on. So the next thing and kind of the main thing I wanted to talk to you guys about here on this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast is my projections for the forward uh, lineup for the Devils this upcoming season. So this is the first of a three series type special that I'm doing uh, with regards to my work for Inside the Puck. Again, it is a uh, hockey blog that I'm a part of. I'm going to be covering the New Jersey Devils and I'm going to be writing one article a week that'll come out on Wednesday. So make sure you check it out. Uh, this is only the third article that I've written but I thought this would be kind of a fun one because, again, you know, there isn't so much news coming out, especially at this point during the season. But obviously, as we all know, with prospects camp or excuse me, the, the rookie camp coming up very, very soon and then training camp right after that, you know, we're going to have more things to talk about over the next couple of weeks. But I wanted to uh, quickly read with you guys the article I wrote and give you my, you know, opinions as to why I have the lineup uh, change a certain way. And I'll also explain as well why I didn't put in some guys or anything like that, just to explain myself, which I think is very, very fair. So here we go. And again, mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. I will leave a link to the article in um in the thread at when i promote this episode and again guys if you can please go down to the bottom of the article and make sure to leave a red heart on the bottom right corner at the end of this article it would mean a lot to me it helps out the helps out the blog and it certainly helps out me and and certainly helps get this article out more and more and more because the last article that I wrote, which I talked about um, a little while ago about should the Devils pursue David Posnock, we have nearly gotten almost 200 views on that. We've gotten about 14 likes. So thank you guys so much for all the support on that. So if you continue that support here, that would mean a lot to me as well. So again, I will leave a link to this, but make sure to go to Inside the Puck and check out all the great articles that we've written so far. And we're going to continue to write really good articles for you awesome fans throughout the NHL season. So let's get this one underway, shall we? With training camp coming up very quickly, I felt that it was as good of a time as any to take a look at what the lines could potentially be for the New Jersey Devils for the 2022-2023 season. There will be a good amount of new players on this team from free agents as well as trades to bring in someone to rookies looking to get their first cracks in the NHL. The Devils have a good problem in a sense due to the depth the organization has throughout. Nod to Tom Fitzgerald. Below, I will give you my line combination predictions for this team. I will also explain why I have them this way. This is one of three projections for the roster I will do. First up is the forward group. So I'm going to go forward, defenseman, and then goaltender. And the only reason I'm doing goaltender last is because it won't be as long as maybe uh, both the forward and the defensive groups. So here is my projection for the top line of our team. Yegor Sharangovich on the left wing, Jack Hughes at center, and Jesper Bratt on the right wing. I personally think these could be the most complimentary line, line mates to Jack Hughes that he has had since he came to New Jersey. While Hughes can score in bunches, his passing ability is unreal. How he's able to find and set up people for goals is so hard for defenses to stop. 
Sharon Govich and especially Brat are scoring first wingers who bring just as much speed as well as quickness that Jack brings. Having the best passer on your team just in the puck, the two guys on his wings that have a nose for the goal is the best combination you can get. And I know that some people will say, well, you don't want to break up the great chemistry that Jesper Bratt and Nico Heischer have had. And that's where you can make an argument to say you could move Jesper Bratt down to the second line. My only thing about it is simply that Jesper Bratt wants to be paid, and he has definitely taken a major step forward in his development. And he'll want to take another major step this upcoming year. And I personally think, and this is not a knock on Nico Heischer, this is more of you want to get Jesper Bratt as many opportunities to score as possible. And I think playing him on that first line with Jack Hughes, they've had some really good chemistry over the last couple of years themselves, especially on the power play. I think it works. And for Sharon Govich, we know he could play both on the left and right and right sides of the wing position, but I think he's a little bit more comfortable on the left side. And you could definitely tell once he got himself going last season that he could score in bunches. And I think, like I said, adding a scoring winger on both sides of Jack Hughes, who is much more of a dominant passer, I think is a good flow and mix of everything that you need to create a really dangerous first line. So that is my prediction for that. Now let's go to the second line to finish up with the uh, the top six. You have Andre Palat on the left side, Nico Heischer at center, and Alexander Holtz on the right wing. Now I know that this line could potentially be controversial to some. I also recognize that this is with the assumption that Alexander Holtz makes the team out of training camp, because again, it's not a guarantee. When you look at this line, it is similar to the first line in the sense of putting two scoring wingers with a really good passer. Just like Hughes, Nico Kiescher is more of a pass-first player, as well as being very good at maintaining puck possession. He has good instincts to lead guys into the right position to score, while also adding some scoring himself. Andre Plot is not 100% a goal-first guy, but he isn't afraid at all to carry the load when need be. Palat, a decorated veteran, also playing on the line with the Devils captain, allows Nico to learn from both on to learn from him both on and off the ice for uh, what it takes to be more of a leader. With the championship experience as well as the ability to still play at a high level, Palat can be a very valuable piece to the top six. He can bring a different dynamic with a mix of everything you need in a winger that the Devils have been missing. And I know that some people have talked about, you know, there's a chance that. You know, we could move Pilat to the third to the third line pairing. I don't think he was brought in to be on the bottom six. Uh, obviously, some things can happen that could make it more realistic for him to do that. But at the same time, I think that the most likely scenario is that Pilat's going to play somewhere on the top six. As far as Holtz is concerned, this has to be the year to make the team. It would make no sense and be a waste of time for all parties involved if Holtz played on the bottom six. He needs to take his game to another level and become the player we all expect him to be. Holtz needs to show why he feels he could be a guy like Alexander Ovechkin or David Pasternak. Putting him on the line with Nico and a heralded vet like Palat will get his confidence up and help him mature even more. And we've seen throughout the offseason, guys, with with Alexander Holtz, he's been working very, very hard, getting his body up, you know, making his body bigger and getting himself to just be a better overall player because he made it a point that he wanted to make the Devils out of training camp. I remember if you remember, guys, uh, Team Sweden actually offered him for him to come play for Sweden in the World Junior Championships and Holtz declined and said, I want to focus on making the Devils. That's what he and Holtz's agent said. So 
Alexander Holtz has spent the entire summer working for this moment. He'll get his first crack when he plays in the rookie um, tournaments that's coming up in a couple of weeks. That'll be a good start for him. And then it'll be go time for training camp. And he'll have to come up and really, really step up to give himself an opportunity to make the team. And again, if the Devils don't feel that he's going to make the team, if the Devils feel he can make the team but not at the top six, I personally think it's better to just send him down to the minors and start from there. But I do expect much more likely that Alexander Holtz is going to make the team out of camp. So that is another reason why I have him put on the top six and on that second pairing line with Andre Pilat and Nico Heischer. So again, my second line projection is Andre Pilat on the left side, Nico Heischer at center, and Alexander Holtz on the right wing. Now we go to the third line. And this was kind of a fun line for me. Like I actually think about the possibilities that these three guys playing together could, could produce. I actually look at it in a sense of you have two guys on the wings that are going to be super motivated to prove more that they belong in the NHL and that it, it's their time to play in the NHL. And so this third line I have, which is like, I guess you could call it the kid line basically is Jesper Boquist on the left wing. Dawson Mercer at center, and Fabian Zetterlin on the right side. So I wrote this. I understand that this may seem like a slap in the face to Dawson Mercer after having a good rookie year playing in the top six. However, I think it would be better for him long-term to play his natural position of center. I also think that playing on a third line with two young, fast-paced, and scrappy players creates a really different matchup for defenses to try to figure out. Now, Boquist and Zellin have much to prove this upcoming season. For Jesper Boquist, it has been quite a journey for him since he was drafted 36 overall in the 2017 NHL entry draft. For his first two seasons of professional hockey, Boquist struggled to find his footing. He would be productive in the minors, but when he got called up to the Devils, he never seemed to fit in well. Even for his first call-up this past season, number 70 seemed lost in the shuffle. Then things changed completely for him when he was called up in November. He finally found a role in the team and began to have some success for the first time in his career as a devil. While he played center mostly last year, I think he could benefit from going back on the wing and playing with a strong, speedy center in Dawson Mercer. Fabian Zetterlin really showed us a lot in his short stint with the team. He brings energy, passion, confidence, and aggressiveness, and he plays with an edge. He also just adds even more speed to a very fast forward core. The Devils need to add more grit and physicality to the team, and Zetterlin brings that and more. He brings a different style to the line that Mercer and Boquist, making this line one that has so many possibilities when it comes to a third line. They could be a scoring line, a checking line, or even an energy line. There are endless opportunities. So yeah, you have two guys like Boquist and Zedon who each have a lot to prove. As And I've mentioned it before, the Devils have a lot of guys on this team with a lot to prove. But Boquist wants to solidify even more his spot of being an NHL regular. Fabian Zedlin showed flashes of being a really, really good guy long term, an energy guy and all the things that I just mentioned. And I think he's going to have a lot of motivation to try to make the team and really take that next step. And Dawson Mercer, well, yeah, obviously he'd go from playing top six minutes to them being on the bottom six. But he goes back to his natural position of center and he can create and he's very, very good at face-offs. He did that in many opportunities when he did play at the center position, especially at times when he was on the power play playing in the, in the center position. So, again, it may seem like a slap in the face, but I think it's actually better for him. And Dawson Mercer definitely seems like the type of player that is willing to do basically anything a team asks him to do. And so I think he would embrace that role and playing on a line with a couple of other guys ready to prove themselves 
I think it only be beneficiary for that entire line. So that, again, is my third line. Yes, for Boquist on the left wing, Dawson Mercer at center, and Fabian Zellin on the right. So then we come to our fourth line. And I think a lot of Devils fans would be pretty pumped up to have a line uh, like this as our fourth line. You have Miles Wood on the left wing, Eric Halla, who the Devils acquired in the trade for Pavel Zaka at center, and Nate Bastion on the right wing. This is definitely going to be the bruiser line, as I call it, for this New Jersey squad. Miles Wood and Nate Bastion's biggest traits are their physical presence. Neither are afraid to go into those corner boards and line someone up for a big hit. They also don't mind dropping the gloves. I really like the fact that they can create a big presence in front of the net. Wood's speed, along with Eric Hall's, uh, Eric Hall's creates mismatches for the other team's fourth lines. Halla had a pretty good season with the Boston Bruins last year. He put up more goals, 18 assists, 26, and points, 44, in 21-22 than he had in each of the past four years. Now, there is the factor of the guys he was playing with, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, Taylor Hall, and David Pasternak. There also is the fact that Halla hasn't played for a team for more than one season since 2018-2019. However, Hall is a veteran guy who has played with uh, players of all styles. He understands his role and does it well. He's another good voice in the locker room. He and Wood complete a forward group loaded in quickness and create a common trait throughout it. And here's the thing. A lot of you have asked me when you've looked at the article already, well, what does this mean for Tomas Tatar and Andreas Janssen? Well, both of them are going to be on expiring deals. I personally look at them and say, where exactly do they fit? Where does exactly make sense for them? Um, this is, again, my own projections of it based on a bunch of things. It could be very possible that Janssen and Tatar uh, could you know, make this team out of camp and things like that. It's also very possible that since the Devils are pretty much almost at the salary cap, that they may look to try to move those guys. This also could depend on how things go once training camp gets underway. So there is somewhat of a log jam when it comes to the forward group. But I just kind of, when I looked at it and I looked at, uh, you know, what the Devils, I think, need to, you know, create when it comes to their lines. I think, honestly, this is a really, really good, you know, forward group from top to bottom. Like, I, I would feel very confident going into it on opening night against the Flyers and throughout, especially if they could stay healthy and kind of go from there. I did write at the bottom here, next week, we will focus on the Devils' strongest unit, its defense. That'll be a little bit easier when it comes to pairings, um, but obviously, you know, we'll see with that. As far as an extra forward, if you wanted to throw an extra forward in there, my money would be like Tomas Tatar being that extra forward. And if you wanted to actually play him, then maybe you you drop Jesper Boquist from the third line. You make him the extra forward and move Tatar to that line with Dawson Mercer and Fabian Zetterlin. This is just all a bunch of different ways that you can kind of maneuver things around. But I just had a difficulty seeing both Tatar and Janssen in this lineup. It's not that I don't think they, they can contribute, although for Janssen, you know, he's been here for a while now and he hasn't really taken off other than that little spurt that he had at the beginning of last season. And Tatar, again, also, he went quiet in a good amount of games as well. And they're both on deals that will end at the end of the season. So I think the chances of them being on this team long term are pretty slim. 
But obviously, as we all know, you never know what can happen. But those are my projections for the forward group for the Devils for this upcoming season. So again, guys, let me know what you think in the comments section um, on, you know, not, not just on the podcast episode, but also let me know on Twitter at Devil State and also on Instagram at Devil State of Mind what you think. Do you agree, disagree, anything like that? Would love to interact with you guys and get your opinions as well. Bottom line is that the Devils are going to have a lot of guys competing for just a spot on one of four lines for that forward group. And we do have some log jams, and it'll be really interesting to see how these guys come out and compete once training camp gets underway. 